Welcome to the Center Ranch Church Weekly Podcast. We believe that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. Here's this week's message. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Give them a round of applause. You guys can go back to your seats. Very, very thankful for you new members, man. We're excited Thankful that you're part of our, our church family. Man, this church has amazing people. What, what a great body of believers. Great, great people in this church family. Man, we're so blessed. So blessed. I don't know if, if you have ever uh, let the inspection sticker on your car expire. Has anyone ever done that or not? Then you're going to think very poorly of me here in a second. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever not <laughs> let my inspection sticker <laughs> expire. Um, really the only way I typically get motivated to get my car inspected is the fine that I receive for having, you know, <laughs> been driving illegally for, for so long. Um, and I, I know, I know it's, it's not responsible. I, I, I know that I'll try to do better, but up until this point in my life, I've been very bad because, you know, I, I don't, I don't think about it until I'm going somewhere. And when I'm going somewhere, I don't have time to go get my car inspected. So I think my record is a little over two years that my I know. It's bad, but it's also kind of impressive, right? So uh, it gets to a point where my, my wife won't drive my vehicle. My, my daughter, who has her license, doesn't want to drive it. So it's also got its perks, too. Because so, they, they've both been pulled over for the inspection sticker. Uh, so I, I know you shouldn't do that. Let your, sp your sticker die. Um, but when you finally do get it inspected... Man, it feels so good to not have to, to avoid police officers and try to figure out if I'm in their blind spot or, or, or not. It's like a weight is lifted when your sticker isn't dead anymore. That In a sense, your inspection sticker has found newness of life, right? You, you know, one of the nice things about when you do get your car in, inspected is that you don't have to worry about the consequences of a dead inspection when it's no longer dead, right? When, when it's no longer dead, you no longer have to worry about the consequences of it being dead. And there is a spiritual parallel. Obviously, spiritually, it's of far greater importance, but there is, there is a parallel. You don't have to worry about the consequences of being dead spiritually when you are no longer dead spiritually. That when it comes to your inspection sticker, the, the consequences are, you know, maybe getting pulled over, uh, getting fined. Uh, I've never pushed it beyond the fine. I don't know what happens if, you know, if they impound your car or whatever. But there are consequences if you, your inspection sticker is dead. But when you are dead spiritually, there are far greater consequences. The, the consequences of being dead on the inside in your spirit man are living a life that, that's void of real meaning, void of fulfillment, void of fellowship with the Lord. It's void of peace and genuine, genuine joy. The consequences when this life is over and this life will come to an end, that you spend an eternity separated from God in what the Bible describes as a lake of fire, hell, where there, there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's, that's the consequence of being dead on, on the inside and not being made 
alive, not finding newness of life. And there's only one way to obtain that newness of life that makes it so you don't have to worry about the consequences of being dead because when you're not dead, you don't have to worry about that. You're, you're alive on the inside. Listen to what the, the Bible says. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart is deceitful above all things. How many of you have ever known someone that was deceitful? You've been lied to, someone tricked you, maybe it was a person, maybe it was a company, maybe it was an advertisement. There's so much deception in our world, right? There's deception all around us. But as bad as the deception is that we see all around us, this verse is telling us the most deceptive thing is the human heart. It's deceptive above all things. You know, your heart can even deceive you. You can, you can convince yourself that you're not that bad. You're, you're a good person. You mean well. Surely, surely a person like you wouldn't go to hell, be separated from God. Your heart's deceiving yourself. It says that your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. The human heart left on its own is desperately wicked. That word in the Hebrew literally translates incurably sick that our hearts are incurably sick. We, we've got a problem. You on your own are incurably wicked. It means you can't save yourself. That there's nothing you can do on your own to experience salvation, to no longer be desperately wicked, deceitful. We are incurably sick. But God had a plan to fix that problem. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, God says this, I will give you a new heart. The problem is our heart is incurably wicked. So God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out and give you a heart of flesh. God had a plan. God had a plan of a way where people's hearts are des des desperately wicked, that the wages of sin is death. God had a plan to fix that. I'm, I'm gonna figure out a way. I'm going to do something to cause them to where they can receive a, a new heart and a new spirit and where there was death on the inside to make them alive again. That's what the Bible's talking about in Ephesians chapter two. Let me read a couple of verses. Ephesians chapter two, verse four, it says, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved. That's, that's what that verse is talking about. That you and I, because of sin, were dead on the inside. But God loved you so much and has so much mercy that he sent Jesus to die in our place, that we could receive life through him. That's why Jesus said in, in John chapter three, you must be born again. That without being born again, no one will see the kingdom of God. You have to be born again. That when this, when this life ends, and this life will end, your physical life, the fact that your heart is beating right now, there will come a point in time where it's no longer beating. That, that is a well-established fact. This, this life will end. Even if you live to be 110, 120, and you're still going strong, what we would consider a very long life, that's still nothing in light of eternity. Even people that live a long, long time, that life still ends eventually. And if the only life you knew up until that point was the physical life, and that life ends, then you've tasted all the life you'll ever taste. And after that point, you'll experience what the Bible calls the second death in Revelation, the second death where you're, you're put in the lake of fire. But when this life ends and this heart stops beating, if before that point in time, 
You've been born again. So you were, you were born once, but if you are born spiritually, if you have a life on the inside, your spirit man comes alive, then when this life ends, you, you still have a life that goes beyond this physical life. In fact, things don't get worse for you. They, they get better. Then you, you get to experience forever. Forever. That's why we call it eternal, everlasting life. When this body wears out, the life on the inside of you never wears out, and you get to keep on existing in the presence of God forever and ever and ever, but only, only if you have been born again. You've got to come alive on the inside. And the only way that happens is by accepting Jesus as, as Savior, making him Lord of your life. And I want to give you that opportunity here in just a moment, if you've never done that, that this is your opportunity to experience newness of life, to have the, the life that you enjoy, not just be the physical life, but to have a new life on the inside. It's what the Bible talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation or a new creature. The old things have passed away. It says, behold, all things have become new. That, that's, that's what that's the good news. The gospel means good news. The good news is you're not limited to this temporary existence, but God wants to make a new life on the inside of you, make you a new cre creature, a new creation, that you have newness of life, and it's only found in Jesus. And we're about to celebrate that in water baptism. We're celebrating that people have experienced that newness of life, that there is a picture in water baptism when people go under the water, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to my old way of living, and they, they rise to new life. They come out washed clean, set free, ready to live a new life for Jesus. Let, let me read to you from Romans chapter 6 that talks about what happens in baptism. Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 3, it says, Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, that there is a special joining with Jesus, connecting with Jesus that happens in water baptism. That's why we say it's not just a religious ritual that we've got to dunk you in water. That's, I don't know. It's just part of it. Something happens in baptism. I'm excited for these folks in the green t-shirts that are about to be baptized in water. It's a powerful moment. It's special. But what's happening today isn't just, you know, something you've got to do. It's just something we'll... It's a powerful moment spiritually where you identify with Jesus. Listen to what it says. Or have you forgotten? Some of us need to be reminded of what happened when we were baptized. Have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. That there is a new life God wants you to have that's only found by saying, you know what, I'm not gonna do things on my own anymore. I realize my heart is desperately wicked. My heart is deceitful. I want to do certain things. I find myself doing the, the very thing I didn't wanna do. That's the problem of the human heart that is incurable outside of turning that heart over to Jesus and say, Jesus, I died to myself. Come and let, make me new on the inside. Let your life come and make me alive in Jesus. And if you've never done that, this this is your opportunity to do that, to accept Jesus as Savior, where you don't have to worry about the consequences of being dead when you're no longer dead. It removes the weight, the fear of eternity. The, the Bible says Jesus has, has broken, broken the power of the devil that held people in bondage to the fear of death, lifted off of your life, set free, forgiven, brought into fellowship with the Lord. If you've never made that decision, 
I want to give you that opportunity right now to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, like these people we're about to celebrate with. They've all made that decision. Or if at one point in time you prayed a prayer, you accepted Jesus as Savior of your life, but something happened after that where you got discouraged, you got offended, you got tangled back up in sin, you got hurt, something has happened, and this morning as we sit here, you know you're not in right relationship with Jesus. If that's you, you need to recommit your heart. You need to recommit your heart to the Lord. Get back in right relationship. I believe that God's dealing with people's hearts. If he's dealing with your heart, don't put it off. Don't put it off. You've got to respond when the Lord deals with your heart. So if you've never accepted Jesus, don't leave here today not knowing what'll happen after this life ends, because it will end. I'm not trying to be morbid, but it's a reality. It's why this is so important, why this isn't a game. There will be people who spend eternity in hell that God never wanted them there. God doesn't want anyone there. He wants everyone to come to know him and experience the salvation that he's provided through Jesus. So if you've never taken that step, or if you need to recommit your life to serving Jesus, this is your opportunity. The easiest way to know, is this a decision I need to make this morning? Is just to ask yourself down on the inside, if my life did end today, if my life just suddenly came to an end, do I know that I know that I know I'm in good shape, I'm in right relationship with God, I'll spend eternity in heaven. If you don't have that knowing down on the inside, that's an indication that you need to make one of these two decisions. Because the Bible says when we accept Jesus, he gives us his Holy Spirit as the spirit of adoption that bears witness. The Bible says the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. That's down at the core of who you are, that you have that inner knowing. I know I'm his son. I know I'm his daughter. I know I'm in the family of God. I know I'm forgiven and free and on my way to heaven. If you don't have that, you need to make one of these two decisions. So right now, wherever you're sitting, if you need to accept Jesus as Savior, if you need to recommit your life to serving God, would you go ahead and put your hand up nice and high so I can see it? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else, you need to accept Jesus as Savior or recommit your life to serving the Lord. Put your hands up nice and high. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A number of hands. Awesome. Praise God. God's dealing with hearts this morning. God's dealing with hearts. In just a moment, those of you that raised their hand, I'm going to have you stand up and join me down front. Before we do that, I'm gonna ask everyone to lean to the person sitting next to you and ask them if they should have raised their hand but didn't. Ask them if they need to accept Jesus or they need to recommit their lives. Ask them if they're okay with the Lord. And if they should have responded but didn't, let them know you'll come up with them. You'll come to the front with them, but they don't have to come up alone. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Praise you, Lord Jesus. If you raised your hand, or if you should have raised your hand, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and join me down front. You can start moving right now. Go ahead and come down front. Praise the Lord, right right across here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Line up right across here, facing me. You forget about that for a second. You just step right next to her. Her hair's good. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else, you need to accept Jesus or recommit your life to serving Jesus? Anyone else? Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else before we pray? Today's a good day. It's a good day. Listen, I want to lead you guys in a prayer, okay? Nothing, Nothing about the words on their own. It's 
when they're attached to faith in your heart and they come out of that. Praise God. Praise God. When they're attached to faith in your heart, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Bible says, that God does a work. You become brand new, like we just read, new creatures, new creations. So I'm gonna ask you guys to pray this, pray this with me out of your mouth. And if you believe it, you believe it, God's gonna do a work in you as, as we pray. I'm gonna ask everyone to pray along with us. You can close your eyes and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I realize today I'm not where I should be with you. I know that I've sinned. I know I've made mistakes. And I know I need a Savior. And I believe with all of my heart Jesus is that Savior. I believe he died on the cross. He paid for my sins. And I believe God raised him from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Make me clean. Make me new. Make me who you want me to be. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'll serve you all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, that's this week's message. Thanks for joining us. To stay connected with us throughout the week, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can also watch previous week's services on our YouTube page.